Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Oslo, Norway with my new friend, Jonathan of JoniTalks.com. During our visit, we'll go ski jumping, visit a Viking museum, and take a free tour of the National Museum to see the famous screen painting. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Oslo. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Jonathan, how are you doing today? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm great. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Good, good. And I think everybody's really excited to hear about Oslo, Norway today. What is your connection with Oslo? Lee, I've lived there for about uh, 10 years. So uh, I came to Oslo in 2006 and I stayed there until uh, 2016 because I had a year. But in short, I lived there 10 years. I had a year in Paris in between. But yeah, I left uh, last year, actually. Spending a decade in a town, you really get to know it. For those of us who have never been there, if you had to describe the city or the people in like one or two words, how would you describe them? Oh, I have a typical Norwegian word for you, Lee. It's called kusle. Kusle, if any Norwegian is listening, he will laugh a lot. But basically, it's a typical uh, Norwegian expression, which is, means cozy. It means, it, but it's only Norwegians using this. It's a bit kind of the hygge of, of Danish. It's like, it's cozy, it's nice, it, it's great. You can say that about everything. I went to football with my friends. Oh, that's cozy. Uh, I'm watching TV with my girlfriend tonight. Oh, it's cozy. It's, I had a fight in the bar because uh, somebody drank too much. Okay, it's cozy. No, I'm kidding there. <laughs> but no, but, but the thing is, they use cozy at uh, for every occasion. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a great city. I would say uh, this apart, it's uh, yeah, pretty urban and and diverse. And this okay. is what I like about a city diversity. Perfect, perfect. And I'm going to butcher that that word right now, but I'm going to try it. It's cozy. Yeah, cozy. Yeah. Oh, not too bad. All right. Yeah. Obviously, Norway is really far north, you know, on the globe. With that, it probably gets pretty cold in the winter. Obviously, it's good to have four seasons so we can experience a lot. But what time of year is it best for people to come visit? I'd say you're, you're safe to come um, from April to October. Uh, then you will experience the autumn and um, spring and summer. So okay. this is, uh, to me, the, the ideal uh, winter is not that bad. I mean, from November, it gets a bit rainy. It's not the best months. Even locals go away. December has a cozy, cozy atmosphere with the Christmas and the lights and the Christmas market. So it's it's a good period to see. But January, February, it starts to, to snow. You might have the opportunity to go ski, but it's it can get very cold, like easily in degrees Celsius, uh, minus 10 Minus 15, it's not an exception. Um, so okay. depending on what type of person you are. but uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. And then so for those of us that aren't necessarily familiar with uh, the geography of Norway, where would you say Oslo? Is it, is it in the south, the kind of the middle or the north of the country? I would say it's in the south. I mean, just to give you an, an idea, going from Oslo to the north of Norway is the same as going from Oslo to Rome. Oh, that's a pretty good distance for sure. Now, when people come to Oslo... 
Do they need to rent a car? Obviously, there's an international airport there where people can actually get into Norway, the Oslo airport. And then once they get to Oslo, what's the best way to get from the airport to the city? If you're going to stick to Oslo, I would recommend not renting a car because the city itself, it's easily doable by public transport. It's very efficient or it's walkable. I mean, all the main attractions uh, that you will see are doable by public transport. And it's very easy to go from one point to another. Uh, Going from the airport to the city, you have a few alternatives. Uh, You can take, for example, the airport speed train. It's uh, the dedicated train, but it will cost you about uh, $25, US dollars. You have the alternative, the local train. If It's less frequent, but it takes as much time and you will save uh, half of the price. Oh, that's good. So I'd recommend that train if your timing allows for it. Okay, so so with the local train, it's going to make a lot more stops along the way to the city center. Actually, not even that. It, it's really, it's like 22 minutes. The other one is maybe 21 minutes. It's just that uh, it's the local train. So Yeah, so, so basically you're going to save half the money without any loss of time, other than just making sure that you have to wait for the next train to depart. Exactly. So that's an alternative I, I use myself uh, a lot. So Okay. That sounds good. When people get into the city center, what are some of the like, your favorite things to do inside Oslo? Of course, as a visitor, if you've never seen the city, okay, you should do the, the main attraction. I live there. So, you know, once you visited the main attraction, then you, you don't do these things anymore. But still, I like to take visitors to the, the Frogner Parken. This is a statue park. It's pretty unique uh, in Oslo. Uh, you will see it in every guide. But I still like to go there. And people, what they do, the locals, is they go there, but they have a picnic there, for example. They have a, they bring their portable grills in the summertime or in the springtime. And they still enjoy the park and uh, meeting their friends there. So this is a very enjoyable activity. Uh, of course, walking around the harbor, the marina uh, called Ackerbrugge. It's it's great. It's modern. It's uh, there. It offers a lot of restaurants. Locals go there as well, m- mixed up with tourists, and the, you have a great food scene there. The atmosphere is nice. You can also go for a swim even in the fjord. So it's, you know, it's all mixed. Let's say that tourist visitors will do different stuff than locals, but it's all possible, and it's a uh, great possibilities that the city offers. And of course, I've been there, so I know many places, many bars, and uh, I'll be happy to recommend some. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to get into the food here in a couple of minutes, but we want to work up our appetite first. Okay, okay. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I think that is obviously pretty unique to the area is you mentioned something about a ski jump that people should do when they come visit. As well, yeah. The ski jump is great because it's unique. It's like uh, Olympic competitions there. Uh, I've been there a few times, even as a local, uh, because you have fantastic view so anybody should go there it's a unique site uh, to oslo and uh now okay i haven't done it myself i haven't experienced it but they also um they have a death ride or like uh, how you call that in english the, the you know the death ride the when you hang and you just go down oh yeah 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 i know what the word is but it, it's totally lost to me for right now but yeah i, I yes. know what you're, i know what you're talking about yeah. <laughs> so you can do this, these activities, but it, it's just great to, to see and experience. And I had the chance to, to go for a competition and yeah, it's a great atmosphere and it, it's impressive really. Yeah. And the name of it. And again, I'm going to have to kind of defer to you on some of these <clears throat> names because I know I'm going to butcher them. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's Holman Colin. Holman Colin. Exactly. 
Okay. All right. That's the, that's the name of the ski jump place. Yeah. All right. And uh, when you mentioned the the statue park, you kind of mentioned that it's a little bit bizarre. What what's so bizarre about it? Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes I don't uh, realize because I've been there myself. But yeah, it, what's bizarre about it is the shapes, and it's basically naked people, but not in a sexual way, but a kind of yes, and it's just naked people around. Like you, you see, for example, a father and his kid, and a father. Uh, the most famous statue is the the little angry kid. He's naked and he's angry. <laughs> and then there's a pillar with interlaced uh, people, naked people. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of strange. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to go there and see it, or you can uh, watch on the internet. You will see. Like uh, okay, this is a bit of strange setting. Uh, it's not like uh, yeah, beautiful people uh, posing. No, it's just naked random people, average people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's special. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then you mentioned that there's also some some really cool museums that people should take a look at when they visit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not a museum fan myself, but I've had the chance to go to the Viking Museum, which is you can see some uh, Viking artifacts. I mean, no way the, the Scandinavia is country of uh, Vikings, so you also see the uh, an old restored uh, Viking vessel. Uh, there's uh, as well the Contiki Museum, the Fram Museum. These are all great historical museums. Uh, one that is great and is um, free is the National Gallery, where you can also see the painting of uh, the Scream, it's, which is the most famous Norwegian uh, painting. Mm-hmm. Just a little word on that. Uh, during my uh, research, I saw that it's under restoration. So unfortunately, you will not be able to visit it this year, but it's from 2020, you can go and see it. Okay. So yeah, there's a few. Then there's a few more museums, but uh, this is, these are the ones I would recommend. Must see. The National Gallery is free, and as well you have the Edvard Munch Museum, which is also uh, quite a highlight. Oh, nice. And then yeah. uh, if people are looking to do a lot of other things, there's something called the Oslo Pass uh, that allows them to get admission to a, a lot of different attractions for just one price. Is that correct? That is correct, and uh, this allows you to visit all the museums. It gives you a few discounts on the restaurants, not necessarily the best restaurants, but still it's, uh, I saw there were some good um, references in there and you have all the public transport for free. And in the transport, you also have the, the boats because the boats to the fjord on the fjord, which uh, is, yeah, just like taking a bus. People take boats to go to their, uh, to work every day. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like in, in Seattle has the same type of thing. They have ferries. Yeah all over the place and, and yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. people are, are just used to it. Whereas, you know, I come from LA and, and uh, if you're not driving your car, the people look at you a little weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the trains are, are pretty frequent and they're, they're good as far as being able to get around. The- yeah. Public transport in general in, uh, in Oslo and Norway is pretty reliable. Okay. People might complain because the bus is two minutes late, but uh, I think uh, to my standards, it's very reliable. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, no, uh, it's, it's very modern uh, and uh, no, it's, it works well. Okay. All right. You, I mean, I, I went around there like without car for 10 years, so it's possible. Oh, wow. That's pretty shocking. I think the only place in the, in the U.S. where you can really get around well without a car and live for an extended period of time like that would be New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in no way, okay, sometimes if you really want to go to Ikea or to for some special stuff, and if you have kids, you need a car. But uh, I mean... As a single person or as a like a young person, yeah, you can go around uh, easily. Or as a as a visitor, public transport is 
is uh, excellent. Oh, that makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the websites that you told me about that people can use to find a lot of really good deals. Like here in the U.S., we have Groupon and Living Social and a lot of other places. Mm-hmm. But there's one that's specific to Norway. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it's a website called Let'sDeal.no. So I have used it myself a few times, even to go to some. Uh, more fancy restaurants, so it's always a good, uh, good deal. Same principle as Groupon. Uh, I tried to look if Groupon.no was available, but I think it was in the past. Now I don't know. So uh, besides that, there's not many of those websites. So sometimes it's just the local as a local. Then the local memberships, the you know, if you go uh, the frequent uh, card, you know, if you go ten times to the coffee shop, you get the elevens for free. This kind of stuff. Sure. But other than that, for tourists, I think the Oslo Pass is maybe the best way to have value for money. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And knowing locals, of course, uh, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So if somebody actually did rent a car, what's the parking situation like inside Oslo? Is is it expensive? Is it difficult to find parking? Uh, do the hotels charge you know, pretty high rates for parking if you're staying at the hotel? How does it work? Most parking is inside, the, let's say, the... The city center where you have the palace, the marina that I talked about, mm-hmm. you have some paid parking, which can be quite expensive. But outside of that, I mean, if you go a bit outside of the city center, most parking is actually free. But okay, the locals use it. So it might not always be available. So that's a bit difficult. Okay. It's free, but it's uh, not uh, not always available. Uh, the, you know, and the parking are expensive. So that's why for visitors, if you can avoid it, Avoid it and or just rent a car if you want to be, if you want to travel a little bit outside of the city. Okay. And then yeah. for those of us that use like ride sharing services like Uber and, and Lyft and things of that yeah. nature, is that in Oslo as well? Or is it primarily just public transportation and taxis? Uh, well, U- Uber used to be there, but it was kind of uh, lobbied out, I would say. Okay. <laughs> so unfortunately, yeah, it's either uh, the taxi or public transport and uh, no, no, I uh, I haven't seen or I haven't heard of any other uh, of these riding platforms, okay. sharing, yeah, riding sharing platforms. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the food that's in Oslo. Uh, what are some of your favorite things or are there certain foods that are unique to Norway that people really need to try when they come visit? Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, um, if you walk around, most restaurants will look like uh, in the US or in Europe. There's a lot of variety. Like you have Chinese, you have Indian, you have Thai, you have a French cuisine, etc. Okay. But I think, of course, if you go to Norway, you need to try uh, local food. And uh, for local food, I would recommend, um, yeah, some uh, good fish restaurants uh, in the marina. It's a bit, it's a bit on the pricey end, but yeah, I think it's uh, totally worth it. If you go there, I mean, they have fresh fish. Like you, there's a place called Soul Seeden. I had a great seafood plate there. There's a few places on the marina itself called Akabriga. So there's a few restaurants like uh, Lofoten restaurant, etc. So I'd recommend one of those places. Okay. Of course, you may not be um, a fish fan or uh, allergic or whatever. Uh, there's still a funny... Um, oh, yeah. One thing I, I remember just now, it's... You can also try whale. I mean, I'm not in favor of eating whale. I'm not going to promote that, but it's a possibility. So I'll leave it up to everyone's conscience to, to try it or not. Sure. But it's a possibility. So you you can try it in as well in the marina. There's a few places. One place called uh, the New Fiske Torget. Uh, yeah, it's a place that uh, sells uh, sushi. 
whale sushi and there's as well a, another place in the Ockerbrugge district that uh, where you can eat uh, cooked whale. Other things include if you go around the Christmas, you you will be able to try a place called Lorries, and in Lorries you can eat uh, more like traditional Christmas dishes, for example um, reindeer, etc. So which is a uh, very ex- it's excellent meat. It's uh, very intensive, uh, and so you you can try several things. Yeah. All right. Now, is there a certain special way that the fish is prepared or is there a certain local fish that is more popular in, in Oslo than others? I don't know. I would say that uh, salmon is, is popular. Uh, they have torsk, uh, torsk, which is, uh, uh, I don't know the translation, actually. It's T-O-R-S-K. Okay. So <laughs> it's, uh, I, th- I think in French it's cabillaud, but I don't know in English the, the proper word. Oh, it's cod. It's cod. Sorry. <laughs> oh, cod. Okay. Okay. Cod is a fish I ate a lot. So this is very popular. And of course, they have uh, shrimps. Like in the summer, it's popular to go with your friends, for example, on a boat trip and crack up the, the shrimps open, put them on bread with mayonnaise, some lemon. I have done this as in team buildings. I have done this privately. It's It tastes great. It's just, uh, it's part of the Norwegian experience as well, this uh, shrimps uh, on, on a sandwich. That sounds good. What are some of your other favorite restaurants that people uh, really should take a look at when they come visit Norway? Yeah, well, the restaurant scene is uh, incredible. It's uh, very extensive. And I'm not going to do this uh, Oslo justice by just naming a few. But still, uh, here are a few good places. Dr. Knipe, this is a wine bar and the food is excellent. I went there last year. It was recommended to me by a local. And I had the best entrecote in, um, in Oslo. And they have a great selection of uh, wines you can choose from. What's Entrecote? What is that? Entrecote. Oh, yeah. To me, it, it just uh, I don't know the name for the in America for this, but it's it's steak. It's a uh, it's okay. part of a steak. Yeah. Um, Mother India. This is uh, just an Indian restaurant that was close to my place. Uh, I think it was one of the best uh, Indians in town and very affordable. For pizzas, um, I really like uh, Villa Paradiso. It's like you know, if friends say. Let's go to Villa Paradiso. It's a no-brainer. Yes, I love it. It's uh, one of the best pizzas uh, in Oslo. Hey, you have me a pizza. I'm ready to go. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) If I was there, I would invite you, Lee, uh, and just, uh, yeah. But it's the place to be. Okay, all right. For pizzas. Yeah, one of my best experiences as well, and and this is Norwegian local food. I mean, homegrown, uh, you know, farm food. I ate this during a team building at a hotel called Lisebu, which is in the vicinity of the Holman Colin uh, ski jump. So this hotel serves only organic food, locally uh, grown. And frankly, I had like the best lunch in Oslo and the best breakfast. It all the meats are like uh, I don't know. It tastes fresh. It tastes good. It tastes amazing. Like even the simple. I was amazed. I remember by um, meatballs. It's simple meatballs, but it tasted so great. The sauce was fantastic. The charcuterie, the you know, the cold cuts were amazing. The oh, it, it was fantastic. Yeah, some chefs just have that little special magic touch that just makes yeah. it, it makes it so much better than than anybody else that cooks the exact same thing. Yeah, the ingredients were the best of the best quality, and yeah, the, I guess that the chef's touch was a. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. That sounds great. One thing that's not really a chef specialty, but something that you gave me on the show notes is something called lompe. Yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about this. I, um, 
uh, one thing I forgot as well is the brown cheese. So let's let's uh, first go to the lumpa. So in case you you know you have the munchies, you know, but it's like 4 p.m. You know, it's not exactly dinner, it's not uh, lunchtime, but you want something in between. Or if it's 3 a.m. and uh, yeah, you're <laughs> you you just went to the bar and okay, you you just want something. Uh, lumpa is the perfect Norwegian fix. It's a hot dog, but it's a Norwegian hot dog. So you get the, the sausage, you get the toppings, ketchup, mustard, uh, fried onions. But it's served instead of a bread bun, it's served in a potato um, pancake. I mean, it's in a it's it's a flour tortilla. Okay. It's a flour it's a flour and potato tortilla. Yeah. Ah, huh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, bread's bread, right? It should still be a hot dog based on that. Yeah. So if you go there, just just try one you know like it's norwegian it's uh, it tastes good it's it's an alternative you know absolutely and you mentioned one other thing that you were going to say yeah the brown cheese this so this is typical norwegian it's cheese it's brown but it's it's very sweet so uh, the norwegians uh, for example they they put it on uh, on their waffles they they love waffles you know i'm from belgium we have our waffles but in norwegian in no way they are crazy about waffles too <laughs> but they put uh, brown cheese on it which might be a bit uh, how can i say it's not uh, you might be reluctant to try it but it's actually pretty good you just have to think okay it's a sweet cheese okay all right yeah that yeah. sounds great well you know jonathan's provided so many great ideas here for oslo and, and a lot of amazing food i'm ready to <laughs> i'm ready to eat right now <laughs> we're gonna have all this in the show notes and much more but it's time for the final countdown so Jonathan, if somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Oslo, where should they go and what should they eat? Well, this is a difficult one, uh, but I would say go for any quality uh, fish restaurant. Okay. Oslo is a sea city, so it's take eat fish, <laughs> fresh okay. fish. Like one of the ones like uh, Solsiden? Yeah, right? Solsiden. Uh, yeah, and you can also try, uh, you know, um, king crab, etc. So it's a unique opportunity. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So what's one of your most memorable stories of, of living in, in Oslo? You know, I have so many memories. And um, as a visitor, you might be shocked, surprised by two things. So I will tell actually two things. So one thing is that when my parents visited uh, for the first time, they uh, they slept in the Bristol Hotel, which mm-hmm. is an excellent hotel. And I went to visit them and we had a coffee there. And there was this man that came with a a bit older with a special look and with a special hat like a special cap kind of a, yeah red okay reddish and but every hotel guest were uh, sorry not hotel guest hotel personnel was shaking hands with him etc and okay he, he didn't say much he was very friendly to to the personnel okay we like okay who's that person three days later my dad uh, realized that hey I saw this man in a in a bookshop. I mean, on, on the face of a book, he's actually the richest guy in Norway. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, so his his name is Olaf Ton, and he's a real estate developer, and he owns like about sixty hotels. And the thing is, what I want to to say here is that, you know, from the outside, you know, he he doesn't wear any fan, he didn't wear any fancy suits. He has a simple jacket. You know, he's just an everyday man and. And, and this is a good translation of a Norwegian mentality. You know, they, they are not uh, flashy people in general. And it's, um, okay, Oslo is a bit special, but still, the, the average the Norwegian is not a flashy person, even if they have uh, 
fortunes uh, amassed. They have uh, five apartments. You know, from the outside, you cannot tell. That's good. I mean, there's a lot of people that once they get that money, their attitude and their persona changes quite a bit. And it's good to see he's still down to earth and and uh, treats everybody yeah, uh, nice. So it's uh, something you you might face in Norway, or you. So you never know with who you're talking to, and you might talk to a guy in a jeans and a t-shirt, but he maybe he's the owner of a large firm and employing fifty uh, people or something. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned there was another story you wanted to say? Yeah, just uh, so this is a bit of a funny one. It's one of my first cultural shocks when I was there. So rules uh, on alcohol are pretty strict. For example, you there are special shops uh, which sell, for example, all alcohol above 5%. This is where you buy your wine, your whiskey, your vodka, etc. Or like the most, the stronger, stronger beers. But these shops they don't open after certain hours. So it's very limited, it's government regulated. And in the supermarket, the average supermarket, you cannot buy alcohol after 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So the thing is the first weekend, I was there, I was invited to a party with Norwegians, so that was uh, that was great. And I thought to myself, look, I have to be there at 8.30. Okay, it takes me 15 minutes to go there. I'll go on my way to the party, I'll go to the supermarket. And it was after eight. Um, so, yeah. I think actually, actually, it was, it was in a weekend, so it was on a Saturday. Then it's alcohol sales close at six, so I went there like around eight. I went to buy to grab the bottles of alcohol or of, uh, beer, and no, I, I got refused. And I said, "Oh come on, it's my first week here. Is it possible to, to make an exception, etc." I tried to negotiate my way in, but no possible. <laughs> no, it's not possible. And the, the cashier, I think there's a lock. I don't know for sure, but at least they refused me you know no negotiation possible so i went to the party uh, without alcohol so i said to the the guy that invited me i said yeah, i'm sorry uh, robert uh, yeah i tried and he was laughing so hard he said yeah no worries we have plenty uh yeah welcome to norway you know it's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know just be aware of that in case you rent an airbnb and you want uh, to buy a beer or wine yeah just be aware of the opening hours of these shops yeah so go early so speaking of drinking, uh, what's the happiest happy hour in Oslo? Every hour is a happy, I would say, but the if you're looking for bars with um, uh, with special times, actually due to the strict rules, you know, they're not the bars are not uh, allowed to advertise the happy hours. Oh, okay. Although, but it doesn't mean that there's not exist. So back in the days, I had a few addresses, but now it seems that uh, there's a place called Aku Aku. It's a cocktail bar. It's very nice. It's a bit small. And okay, there you can uh, go uh, for happy hour. I think before like eight or something. I need, uh, I didn't find in the info uh, exactly, but you can go before certain hours and they have before 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. I can't remember exactly. So the alcohol is priced a bit more cheaply. And uh, this is as well apparently in a bar called Radio Loka. So I've never been to this place, but I think it replaces another one. And there we can have beers cheaper before 7 p.m. That sounds good. And so uh, one of my favorite things to do when I travel is, is sample some of the local pizza. Where's mm-hmm. the best place for pepperoni pizza? Well, the, the thing is, when it comes to pepperoni pizza, I mean, I, uh, one of my favorite places is Villa Paradiso. So it's a typical Italian place. You have another one called Pizza da Mimo. And if you want to, to have kind of to compare to maybe what you're used to in the U.S., uh, in Norway, there is a chain called Pepe's Pizza. And this is maybe more in line with Pizza Hut, etc. 
and there you can try it. I mean, it's not my favorite, but at least it's, let's say, pizza Norwegian style. Okay. Yeah, and one yeah. of the things that I learned when I traveled to, to Italy was if you ask for pepperoni pizza, they actually, it's pizza with little peppers on it. But if you want pepperoni, you have here in the U.S., it's the Evola pizza. Yeah, exactly. And that's my, actually, it's my favorite uh, at the Villa Paradiso. Actually, it's called Pizza Indiavolata. So it's very spicy and I, uh, it just, it's my favorite. I, when I went there, I always took this one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Jonathan, I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, you've been a great guest. If people want to be able to reach you or learn about, a little bit about you, where should they go and what type of things do you do? Yeah. So in my um, daily life, I'm a procurement professional, but how we connected with Lee is that I, uh, I'm, I'm writing a, a personal finance blog called Johnny Talks. So Johnny, like J-O-N-E-Y, and then talks, like uh, money talks. It's a personal finance blog. It's a bit unconventional. I like to go crazy ideas, like investing in Legos. Uh, is Bitcoin good or bad? This kind of things. I like to go a bit this untraditional route, uh, give my thoughts on this. And the people can go to my blog. Uh, they're welcome to read, comment, like, share, uh, etc. And I'm uh, also available on uh, social media, on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, perfect. And so we'll have all those links in the show notes. And, uh, you know, Jonathan, it's great talking to you. Really appreciate you sharing all your, your tips and tricks about Oslo. And uh, we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Thank you, Lee. And uh, yeah, see you soon. <laughs> Norway may be cold in the winter, but the summers are amazing. Locals love to stroll the harbor with an Italian ice cream from Paradise. Because Norway is so far north, the days of summer are long and the nights are short, providing plenty of time to experience all that the city has to offer. I'm looking forward to visiting the museums and see the screen painting at the National Gallery. I'm not a big foodie, but I think I'll have to try that reindeer meat when I visit. What's your favorite thing you learned about Oslo, Norway? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Oslo or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. Join us in the next episode when Whitney Hansen of the Money Nerd Podcast takes us to Boise, Idaho to float the river experience a Shakespeare festival, and sample paella at the Bass Market. We hope you'll join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.